This is Radio Influence. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Well, we are back in, and it's the final time in the month of October for October as Three Dog Thursday is back, and we are on a roll. Did we not pledge that we would be better? I believe that we did, and we have been better predicting these games. In fact, I've got Kevin Rogers, Vegas Insider, Senior Handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Always good to be with you. We both picked up two more wins. We want to get three out of three. That's the whole reason it's Three Dog Thursday, but we each went two for three last week. Two out of three ain't bad, as the song used to go. We're both doing well. How you feeling for another week? Feel good. You know, Purdue, uh, you know, they were hanging around with Nebraska for most of that game. They obviously lost, but they stuck with the number there, which was really nice to see that uh, after uh, Daryl Hazel got fired, that uh, the new man came in, and luckily they uh, they hung with Nebraska. Nebraska, you know, even though they're undefeated, a lot of people think that they're, you know, kind of a phony undefeated because they really haven't beaten anybody, but... At least the good thing is we jumped on Purdue, and with the Chargers, I never really do this, but I kind of gave up on them down 27-10. to 10. I figured, okay, this is the game they're going to get run. A lot of people are on them, and uh, it was a nice comeback by the Chargers. It really wow. was. So Phillip Rivers did a nice job, and Joey Bosa played well, and uh, that was a good win by them going, going cross-country. And uh, the Chargers, you look at them as a team that, you know, they're a couple bounces away from, you know, being towards the top of the AFC West, and... Uh, See if they can keep it going. Yeah, how about that 17-point comeback? Won a wild game in overtime. And uh, speaking of uh, going one direction or the other other across the country, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers went on the other side of the country and won in the Bay Area, in the other Bay Area, over San Francisco. So some teams did travel a lot of miles and get some wins last week in the NFL. Hey, real quick before we get to this week's games, I I loved – uh, Purdue played with feistiness. They actually had the lead in the first half. And, of course, Nebraska's got the big showdown with Wisconsin uh, coming this week. That should have scared their fans to death that you've got these two road games. But it's also something you honed in on that even with Purdue with the coaching change that maybe Nebraska was just looking ahead for those upcoming games with Wisconsin and with Ohio State back-to-back for the Huskers. This is the kind I'm propping you up. This is the kind of insight that you get on this show, Three Dog Thursday, from Kevin Rogers and hopefully a little bit from me, but you pegged that one all the way last week on, on Nebraska maybe looking ahead. Oh, thanks. I mean, you know what it is. It just comes down to, you know, what I do is not that difficult. It just comes down to seeing situations, and that's kind of the big thing. You know, you could look at two teams and be like, oh, this team sucks, or this team is better than them, and they could beat them. But it's about what is going to happen in this particular game. Not about who is going to, you know, not about saying that, oh, well, Purdue is going to win the championship. They're going to win this game and win the championship. No, in this particular game, because uh, as a 20-plus point underdog last few years, they had been successful, they had gotten up for those games, and like you said, like what I said, with Nebraska, with the two big road games coming up, this is kind of a game of let's get through it, you know, let's just get the win. We know we're better than them. 
you struggle a little bit early when you're laying 24, and then all of a sudden, you know, you take the lead and you say, okay, let's just get through this, we'll run the ball and just be done with it, and yep. let's move on. We have bigger fish to fry. And that's pretty much what it is, is I say look at situations. You know, you can look at trends and stuff, which, you know, sometimes work, sometimes don't, but, you know, at the same time, it's like anything else. These are humans that you're not going to be sharp every week. You know, there are certain times where, you know, there are games you're going to get up for, and other ones you're just like, okay, we're going to skate by, and that's what you have to look for. And, you know, that was the case where it kind of worked out with Purdue covering at Nebraska. No doubt about that. And you had the stat, too, in the NFL on Dan Quinn, who's now what against the spread as a favorite? As a favorite, he's what? 1-10 in 10 ATS includes 0-2 this year, <laughs> lost to your Bucks in Week 1, and uh, losing outright to San Diego. And it's just, that's another thing, too, is that, uh, you know, these coaches, somehow some of them, you know, fare well. You know, years ago, a guy that used to coach in your area, Skip Holt at USF and at East Carolina, he used to be great as an underdog and horrible as a favorite. Why? I, I don't know. Like, you can't explain why. You know, why has it worked out where Dan Quinn – you know, they have victories, you know, in Denver. They cover at Seattle, a game that they probably should have won. Uh, you know, they went out to Oakland and won earlier this year. But yet, you know, they they lose at home to Tampa Bay. And we know the Bucks are an up-and-down team. But then, they, you know, San Diego going cross-country, you're up 17, you should win that game. What happened? So that's kind of, the, you know, the situations that you like to ride. you got to try to find those. It's not as absolute as, that with Dan Quinn, where he's great as an underdog and horrible as a favorite, but you know you hope to find that with some of these coaches and jump on it. Well, and certainly it was that way, and that's that's beyond just a small sample size. That that says also playing down to the level of competition the last two years for the Falcons. If the competition is not that good, or you're supposed to win, you're playing down to the level. If you repeatedly can't cover, you lose in those situations. All right, I was able to strike gold with a couple of teams, Temple in the Friday night game. Kevin, I keep using this same mantra, and I, I could not figure out why this was not a pick'em game or Temple may be favored by a point, and Temple made me look like a genius because they dominated that game with USF, especially on the ground with over 300 yards rushing. So I love that one. And then I had Seattle in that crazy, whacked Sunday night game that ended 6-6 to with the two mayhem missed short point-blank field goals, and the game ends in a 6-6 tie. I'll gladly take the Seahawks there in the two points that I had taken. I thought they would win that game. Looked like they were going to do a great Houdini job. Hey, give me a quick 30-second comment there on the end of that. I really thought after the Seahawks got the benefit of the missed field goal and got down at the 10-yard line, I was saying at the time, flying home on the Buccaneer plane with witnesses around me, Kevin, go for the touchdown at least on first down here. Try to score a touchdown and in the game. They didn't do it, and the shank by Hauschka, the kicker, bit them in the end. Quick thought from you, real quick. You know, with this guy Hauschka, it's amazing. This guy knocks down 54-yard field goals You know, in Seattle and here in a controlled environment in Arizona. He can't hit it. I want to go back to one thing, though, before we move on with uh, Canazero with him missing that field goal earlier and, and Arians complaining about uh, Bruce Irvin jumping over. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you make it? Why don't you make a 24-yard field goal and not hit it off the post? You know, why isn't it that? Like, why are you complaining about a guy jumping over when you miss a 24-yard field goal, which is 10 yards shorter than an extra point? Like, that's where these coaches, like, they got to stop the complaining. You know, it's like, why don't you hold your players accountable instead of trying to complain to the league or this rule? Like, no. What happened? You missed the field goal. Why'd you miss it? Because you missed it. Simple as that. Yeah. 
Well, and a 6-6 tie. There have been three of them in the history of the NFL, and all three of them involve the Cardinals organization, two of them previous in St. Louis and now one in Arizona. So if the game is ending 6-6 in the NFL, it's going to involve the Cardinals. This much we know. Here's what else we know. It's time to get to this week's college picks on Three Dog Thursday. Kevin, let's roll through these. You want to start uh, where first? What do you like first? I'm going to go with a little uh, ACC independent matchup. You know, those those big rivals. <laughs> uh, for some reason, Wake Forest and Army always play each other every year. I don't know if it's an agreement with the schools or, or, or whatever it is. But uh, these two teams face off Saturday in Winston-Salem and the last two years, Wake Forest has won each game by three points. Now, we know Army is a run-first team. We know pretty much all the military schools are run-first teams. But for Army, they had kind of an, an odd season. They beat Temple outright, a 17-point underdogs, rather, uh, to start the season. They had a 3-0 start. They've stumbled of late. They had a couple double-digit favorite outright losses. But I think it's a good spot to back them in. Wake Forest is coming off that loss to Florida State two weeks ago where, you know, they, they played well enough, but they just couldn't score. And I look at Wake that they've beaten Syracuse at home. Yeah, Syracuse upset Virginia Tech, but really Syracuse is in rebuilding mode. And they had a nice win at Duke, but also they had a 7-3 win over Tulane, who's not a very good team. I, I just think that here with it being about a six-point line, that Army can hang if not beat them that uh, I think Army in this situation as an underdog, after they've been favored some of the last few weeks, that is a good spot to back the Black Knights. And again, they won their first three games and, and a couple of close losses since then. They lost to Duke themselves, Army 13-6. to uh, Played well in, in the game against Buffalo. Lost the game 23-20. to That kept them from being 4-0 and in that game. We'll see how the Black Knights of the Hudson can uh, can fare against Wake Forest. So you'll take the six and a half points. I'm going to go, we have not done this in college, I don't believe, all year with a Thursday night game. I went with a Friday night game last year. I'm trying to recollect and looking back, I don't think we've had a Thursday night game. I will go to the Pac-12 on Thursday night. And I was out in the, the other Bay Area, the San Francisco, Oakland, that Bay Area, and the Cal Bears were playing Friday night against Oregon. What a wild overtime game that one turned out to be. Sonny Dykes' team ends up beating Oregon in double overtime. Now they will travel to play against USC. This is a Cal team that has won in Australia, that has won at home in Berkeley over and over again, has not been able to win on the road besides Australia. Australia was the neutral site game. I, I I like Davis Webb, the quarterback. They've got some good receivers. USC uh, star running back Justin Davis still injured with a high ankle sprain. I know the Trojans, Kevin, with the with the week off last week are at home. I think Cal hangs in there getting 16 points. I don't know that they win the game, but they can score and keep it close enough with that offense. I think USC may be a little bit flat offensively, and I will take the Cal Bears and the 16 points. Quick uh, 10, 15-second reaction to me going against USC off the bye week at home? Well, USC's played better, obviously, since the slow start. If I look at Cal and Sonny Dykes, Sonny Dykes had some interesting comments. He said, we, we've had you know the short end of the stick with the Pac-12 schedule. We just played last Friday, and now we're playing Thursday, and USC's been off, and, and they've yep. had some disadvantages That's true. in the schedule. It's so, true. So I, I don't know if that catches up to Cal this week. I mean, I don't love the game, but I don't know if that catches up to them. But uh, 
we know Cal can score, but also we know that uh, they're not very good defensively, so we'll see if USC takes advantage of that. And USC's got the better talent, and Sam Darnold has been great as the quarterback since they made the quarterback switch a couple of weeks in, so that's a Thursday night Pac-12 game. Let's move to the Saturday slate. You're going to start where? SEC matchup I see here? Yeah, you know what? We're going to go to Ole Miss, and uh, they're hosting Auburn, and Auburn has played extremely well uh, since losing to Clemson early on in the season, and you know, Auburn runs the ball very well, and they're coming off uh, the 500-plus yards rushing last week in their win over Arkansas, their blowout win over Arkansas. Now they go on the road for just the second time this season. They already won at Mississippi State, so they're going to Ole Miss. And Ole Miss, we, we know their, their resume, blowing the big lead to Florida State, blowing the big lead to Alabama. But, you know, this is a team that, uh, that has fared well under Hugh Freeze as a home underdog. I believe the number is seven and two against the spread, which Ooh. includes the cover against Alabama earlier this year as a huge dog. They are three and one at home with that loss to Alabama. And I think after losing these last two weeks on the road to Arkansas and LSU, they can get back, uh, get back on track. And also one note in that LSU game where Leonard Burnett went crazy. Oh my Leonard Lord. Burnett had his three. The three touchdowns he rushed for accounted for about 200 of his yards. He had, it was a 70-something yard run, a 50-something yard run, a 60-yard, you know, run. So he broke off three plays. Chad Kelly yeah, had a there was ill-timed interception. There, yeah, right. There was a point in the game where Fournette had 11 carries and 240 yards, to your point. A 20-plus yard per carry average that he had going on 11 carries. He was devastating. You're right, Kelly, through the interception. I just wonder, Auburn has found their run game. It does not concern you, obviously, off of what we saw with Fournette doing to them, that Auburn's going to run all over Ole Miss in this situation? Well, my only question is, you know, is Auburn going to pound you or is Auburn going to break off those big runs? Because when you look at it, yes, you can say if you take away this, you would take away that, this would happen. But, you know, LSU wasn't, you know, really didn't have 11 play, 70 yard drives. They would have who plays 70-yard drives, and then Fournette just busts it open, and then all of a sudden, okay, you gave up a score. It's kind of like in baseball, you know, you could pitch well, you know, you have an error, a walk, you know, and an infield hit, and then all of a sudden it's a grand slam, and then you were really pitching that poorly. So I I don't disagree. But but Auburn seems to have found something. They have kicked it into gear offensively, and they're welcoming back one of their other running backs, too, that's been injured for a couple of weeks. So we'll see if Malzahn keeps running those guys out there. But you still, instead, think Chad Kelly's going to play better at home, Ole Miss will play better at home, and he will take the Rebels plus the four in that SEC showdown. That leaves me for college game number two. We're each going to save an NFL game for our final segment. It is Three Dog Thursday. He's Kevin Rogers. TJ Reeves with you. It is uh, it is our pleasure to give you underdogs. We're wrapping the month of October with the only digital radio show devoted to dogs in college and the NFL. And I like the Florida State Seminoles. Humongous showdown. Uh, we mentioned this from time to time. Kevin Rogers is a knoll, and uh, you might be supporting the Garnet and Gold this weekend for this matchup with Clemson. I noticed you stayed away from the game. How about this pop quiz? The last time Florida State was a home underdog, as they are in this situation, do you have any idea on how many years it's been years, how many years it's been for Jimbo Fisher and the Knowles program since they have been a home doggy? You have to tell me, no, I don't. 2011. you got to go back six football seasons when they were an underdog to Oklahoma and lost the game, Jimbo's second year. They haven't been a home dog very often, just three times total in the last ten seasons. 
the first uh, the first most recent time was six years ago. They're a dog here. I like the offense. I like the extra week of rest for DeAndre Francois, the quarterback. Dalvin Cook to run it. They're going to get Derwin James, the outstanding safety back. All signs pointing to him coming back from a knee injury. I know Clemson is talented. They're going to welcome Wayne Gallman back, the running back from a concussion. But Clemson has played already some crazy games. They barely beat Auburn at Auburn early in the year. They uh, they almost gave away the Louisville game uh, at home, although I had them in a home dog situation there themselves. They should have lost probably to NC State on a last-second field goal, ended up winning in overtime. I think their number is up Saturday night, Kevin Rogers. Florida State wins the game outright. I will take the four-and-a-half points. Florida State derails Clemson's unbeaten season Saturday night. I'm calling it on Three Dog Thursday, sir. Yeah, and you know, some with Clemson, you know, they, they haven't kind of living on the edge of this season. Some of their games should have lost to NC State. You know, like you mentioned, the Louisville game obviously could have gone against them. And, you know, Deshaun Watson really hasn't been like a Heisman candidate in the sense, even though he's one of the favorites still to win it, he hasn't put up Lamar Jackson-type numbers, you know, or Jake Browning-type numbers from Washington, where he's just lighting everybody up. That's just not the case, where Clemson's winning with defense and just getting by with their offense. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a rowdy, it's gonna be a rowdy atmosphere in Tallahassee on Saturday night. You mentioned Francois being a guy that's just getting beat up all year, but yep. still comes back. And, and uh, you know, he came back in the Miami game and, uh, you know, helped lead the Seminoles back in that deficit against the Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, it's a good spot for them. It really is. That You know, you don't get them as a home dog that often, and, you know, hopefully they can uh, avenge last year's loss at Clemson, which kind of helped catapult them as the college football playoff. You are correct on that one, so I'll take the Knowles and the four points. Kevin, stand by. We've got NFL predictions coming up. Again, each of us hit on an NFL pick a week ago. Kevin is going with an AFC home doggy. I like an NFC team coming back home as an underdog. We'll tell you about those underdogs as we continue. Stay with us. Is debt beating you down? You need discipline. You need the Debt Ninja. If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need the Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call the Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment. Reduce your payments by 30 to 50% and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, call the Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a brand-new online communication service called Talk to Legends. The Talk to Legends mobile platform is available right now for free in the iOS Apple Store. And now the Talk to Legends mobile app is available in the Google Play Store. And it puts you just a couple of clicks away 
from connecting by video to your sports heroes in a five-minute person-to-person conversation on your iPhone or iPad. Yes, it's as easy as registering and then picking a time to talk to your legend. There are hundreds of former athletes from all sports, including the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, college sports, the Olympics, MMA, and more. And they're ready to talk to you in a scheduled video conversation through Talk to Legends. No matter what device or tablet, just go into the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Talk to Legends app. It's time for you to talk to legends. Are you getting overwhelmed with tracking social media? All the mentions, likes, hearts, emojis, and who likes hamburgers and tacos? Is your CMO and digital director on your back about audience insights and what's trending? If so, you need to take the guessing game out of social media and email Quentin now. Email Quentin at q at zoomph.com. That's the letter Q at Z-O-O-M-P-H dot com. Quentin is familiar with your problems. He spent years playing collegiate sports and professional football. He knows what drives fan experience on and off the field. So you don't need a billion-dollar software company to get your data and give you reports you can't even make sense from. Zoom works with hundreds of universities and professional sports teams to drive up engagement and sponsorship revenue. So take the guessing game out of social engagement and see why the digital teams at Duke, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Boston College, and the ACC all leverage Zoom for your complete social media analytics and brilliant web and in-venue visualizations. Email Quentin at Q at Zoom.com. That's the letter Q at Z-O-O-M-P-H dot com. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Oh, we do roll on and we're ready to talk some pro football here on Three Dog Thursday. And Kevin Rogers, Senior Handicapper, Vegas Insider, is back with me. Again, tell everybody... Uh, that is hearing this show that you can not only find the show on RadioInfluence.com but you can also go to iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe to this show so wherever you're hearing the show understand that you can listen to it through RadioInfluence.com our friends there but also subscribe through those two outstanding outlets on iTunes and on Stitcher to this show rate the show as well spread the word give us some positive feedback Heck, I've gotten eight underdogs correct the last four weeks. Eight out of 12. That is not bad at all. And Kevin Rogers, by the way, has hit, uh, last week hit two out of three, has hit at least one of his underdogs in each of the last four weeks as well. So this is what we do on Three Dog Thursday. And we've already uh, l- laid out the... Uh, the travails of the Atlanta Falcons and their problems. You got San Diego correct against them last week. Uh, I took the Seahawks in that 6-6 tie last week. So uh, you begin things in the pros in the NFL. Where are you going to go for your third of three underdogs, Kevin? You know, two weeks ago, I took the Indianapolis Colts at Houston, and they were up comfortably, and then the Texans somehow with their quarterback makes $72 million for stealing $72 million. Uh, <laughs> they, they came back and uh, tied the game and then beat the Colts in overtime, so we pushed that. But uh, the Colts are an underdog this week. I'm going back to them. They're hosting the Chiefs, and they're getting three points. Andrew Luck has been its not even fantastic. He, he has been basically unbeatable as a home underdog in his career. Eight games he has played as a home underdog. He is 7-1 straight up and 8-0 no against the spread. In wow. Those games. Wow. That is and impressive. The only game, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and the only game that they lost but covered was against the Patriots. So he has a fared well. And also, you can throw in, too, that one of those covers came against the Chiefs in that crazy comeback a few years ago in the playoffs. Right, they were uh, down, what, like 31 nothing or something, or 28 nothing, and came roaring back in the playoff game at home. Yeah, and Luck has beaten the Chiefs three times in his career. Uh, so Luck has had good numbers against them. Now you look at the Chiefs, where they held off the Saints last week, and they didn't end up covering that game. The Chiefs were excellent a few weeks ago in Oakland. Weather wasn't great. They, they've kind of owned the Raiders over the years, so that's why it worked out that way. But the Chiefs just been so up and down at times this year that, you know, at Pittsburgh, they got blown out. Even against the Jets, where they won by three touchdowns, they won 24-3, to and they had, a, they had like a plus-eight turnover margin. How does that happen? How do you win by 21 and have like a plus-eight? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, for the Chiefs, it's just been a little uneven. Obviously, the Colts has been uneven, but I think with them, uh, beating Tennessee last week was a bit of a morale booster, that they're playing a little bit better offensively. I think they're, they're starting to click a bit. And, you know, I mean, with the Colts, this is a team that was squeezed by the Lions at the end was squeezed by Jacksonville, squeezed by Houston, that they probably are still the best team in the AFC North or in the AFC South rather. And I think here with them getting a few points at home against the Chiefs, I think it's probably a good look. Well and again, uh for the Colts, much like the Chargers, much like the Seahawks, they play no boring games. All of their games seem to come down to the final minute. Even the game in London, they were trailing big to the Jaguars back about three weeks ago, came roaring back and got within one score and got the ball back late in the game. And then, of course, last week was a one-score game until they ran the fumble in with Robert Mathis. I like that pick of the Colts. I will go with a different home underdog. You mentioned the Chiefs beating the Saints at uh, at Arrowhead Stadium last week. The Saints still are, are putting up prolific offensive numbers with Drew Brees firing it around. They come back home in a matchup now with Seattle. And Seattle, again, has played so many hard-fought, close games, including that game last week. They they really offensively struggled for a lot of that game to get anything going. Uh, running the ball, Russell, Russell Wilson unable to get them in the end zone at all, even through the overtime. And again, they go they, they go back on the road here to play against New Orleans. I like the Saints. You talked earlier in the show about the spot. I like the Saints as a home underdog in the spot with a loud crowd, with Breeze being able to find the weapons like Cooks, like Michael Thomas, the young receiver. He's got guys that he can find. Uh, uh, Cody Fleener is also there at tight end. Ingram out of the backfield. New Orleans, the Cajun, the Cajun curse here against the against the Seahawks uh, on the Bayou. I think the Saints will find a way to keep things together and win this game. I, I'm going to take the Saints in an outright upset, and I will take those three points. So we each go with a pair of home dogs. Do you have a quick thought here on uh, on Seattle and, and the Saints with uh, New Orleans coming off the loss and Seattle coming off the bizarre tie? Real quick. Well, New Orleans has been an excellent underdog this year already, you know, covering against the Chiefs last week, uh, beating Carolina a few weeks ago as a home dog, also coming back in against San Diego and covering earlier this season against the Giants on a last-second field goal they lost on. So New Orleans has been a solid underdog. It's a good spot to look at them. Uh, I mean, I do look at Seattle, and I say, you know, this defense, you know, is not a defense New Orleans has really seen this year, but I just wonder, can the Seahawks put up points? And that's kind of the big question 
yeah. uh, going into this one. But the Saints have been a very solid underdog this year. No doubt. All right, so those are our NFL picks, our remaining 90 seconds or so here. You're hearing Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper at Vegas Insider, tell them more because there is a ton happening, including baseball's culminating World Series and the start of the NBA. Sir, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable right now. You have the World Series continuing between the Cubs and the Indians. The NBA season now is underway. We're a few weeks away from college basketball. Hockey is about a month in. And, of course, the NFL and college football, which is pretty much everyone's uh, favorite right now. And you can check everything out on VegasInsider.com. I have a column I write, pick six every uh, week, looking ahead to six uh, NFL games also. If you're a totals player, total talk, our tech trends, and, and for college we cover – you know, we pretty much keep a spotlight on the SEC and the Big Ten on Saturdays. And there's just a lot going on. There, there really is. And it's a good time to be a sports fan. VegasInsider.com. And also you can check us out on Twitter at TwitVI. Check him out at VI Rogers. Love to follow him for insight on everything. And, again, you can follow this show at 3 Dog Thursday. Kevin, here we go again, our final Three Dog Thursday of October. It has been better. We've both been able to, to hit on some games so far this season. Good luck with Army, Ole Miss, and the Colts for your three, sir. Thank you, my friend, and uh, good luck to you, and hopefully we can uh... – Keep this going, going into November. Let's hope so. I've got the Cal Bears on Thursday night. If you're listening to the show after Thursday, you already know how I did or didn't do with them against USC. Florida State will win the game with Clemson. I'm going out and taking that and calling my shot. And the Saints will outright beat the Seahawks in the Superdome. Those are my three underdogs. I'm TJ Reeves for Kevin Rogers. Thanks for being with us again. Check us out at 3DogThursday.com. Follow the show at 3DogThursday, the only digital radio show that's devoted to underdogs in college and pro football. Ball is three dog Thursday. Bye. Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy, and former Bellator matchmaker Sam Kaplan. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl, or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you think when it comes to what you want radio influence has you covered find our programming on itunes stitcher tune in radio and radioinfluence.com